Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're back in the Gospel of Mark today, chapter 9, starting at verse 14. When they returned to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe, and they ran to greet him. What is all this arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son to you so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit and won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can? Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him up to his feet and he stood up. Afterward, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can only be cast out by prayer. Leaving that region, they traveled through Galilee. Jesus didn't want anyone to know where he was there, for he wanted to spend more time with his disciples and teach them. He said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed to the hand of the enemies. He will be killed, but three days later he will rise from the dead. They didn't understand what he was saying, however, and they were afraid to ask him what he meant. There's a couple of things worth noting as we look at this longer passage than normal uh, as we continue on through the Gospels, and I picked this passage specifically uh, for the reason of the amount of faith that people seem to be having here. Jesus has gained enough notoriety in his ministry where he is now uh, being followed and observed by the teachers of the religious law. If the Mount of Transfiguration, if this happens in the northern side of Israel, it's interesting to see that the teachers of law, which are largely based in Jerusalem, would have made this trip. Again, noting the fact that they are trying to keep an eye on his ministry. We see what the other nine disciples have been up to as Peter, James, and John have been on the top of this mountain with Jesus, and it seems like they have gotten into a bit of an argument that seems to make them feel like they're out of their league, right? Consider the average lay people that Jesus asked to be his disciples going up against the highly educated teachers of the law, it seems, like I said, like they are out of their league. Another thing that's worth noting here is that demons are nothing to mess with. They are a very serious, uh, a very serious problem that people are confronted with. And we kind of I want to point us back to the uh, first season when we looked at Acts 19 with the sons of Shiva, where they tried to cast out demons to try and gain notoriety, the same kind of notoriety that Paul and the other apostles had, and they were beaten to a pulp by the man who is possessed by this demon. Jesus' reply about unbelief here is likely directed at his disciples as he finds out that this 
that these men were unable to cast out this demon. Casting out demons, the power to do so comes solely from the authority that God gives. This is not a human ability. This is not an inherent ability that the disciples have. And they would have known this since they were unable to cast this demon out. This is an opportunity that Jesus has to teach the disciples. And you kind of pick up on the fact that Jesus appreciates the discretion that keeping a secret ministry has allowed him to have. It allows him to have this one-on-one time with the disciples in order to teach them more intimately. And even in the midst of this teaching, as he predicts his death again, it's interesting to see that they're afraid to follow up and ask for clarification. This is something that they're not afraid to do when they are asking about the explanation to parables. But here, as Jesus predicts his death, they are afraid to do so. And I think this is large part because of so much that has gone on, certainly with Peter, James, and John, seeing what has happened with Jesus, now seeing what has happened with these disciples being unable to uh, cast this demon out. There is a lot to process, and they're they're maybe afraid that Jesus is going to retaliate against them for the amount of faith that they seem to be lacking. We have to look at the Father here and his interaction with Jesus. As he has this conversation with Jesus, and as he asks for Jesus to cast this demon out of his son, the question that kind of comes to our mind is, how how strong does your faith have to be in order for this demon to be cast out? How strong does your faith have to be in order for Jesus to respond that your faith is great, right? We we have this interaction that Jesus has with others throughout his ministry, and yet the, the faith of this father seems to be uh, drawn into question with his little indication at the end of his statement, if you can, right? I know that you're able to do all of this. Uh, I came to you for a reason, but if you can cast this demon out, please do so. And Jesus kind of looks at him and says, if I can, like, who are, you, who are you talking to? You know who you're asking, right? Of course I can. Do you have enough faith? To which the father immediately, right? Did you? I hope you picked up on that. Immediately responds with the, of course I believe. There's still indications, though, that there are little whispers of doubt. And those little whispers of doubt that plague us, not just this father, but even us here today, tend to whittle away at our resolve and even at our faith, causing us to question what the Bible actually says. And if God is trustworthy, can we believe God? Is God telling us the truth? Which reminds us here of the intent that Jesus desires us to have uh, and the, the instructions that we read about in the book of James, which I suppose we won't be getting to for the next few years. But uh, you can go ahead and read James 1. And this is a, a great passage talking about if you ask of anything from God, believe, remain steadfast, be unwavering, hold fast to God, and your faith will be uh, will be resulted with an answer, right? So as this boy's father says, yes, of course I believe, help me with my unbelief. I think this is a statement that we all can cling to as we think about the, today's takeaway question, which is, what causes you to have the most doubt in your life of faith? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.